0: from Australia. Y'all, we had a heck of a time getting this booked because time differences are not my strong suit. And we're talking like different days and it's like so crazy. So I am so stoked to have her on. Her name is Effia Salter. She is a conscious creator, mindset and manifestation coach. And she is the host of the Manifest Edit podcast. We are going to be digging into some powerful stuff or manifesting your big dreams by giving yourself permission to shine. I am like here for all of this. So let's dig into the nitty gritty, deep subconscious stuff that right now most of you are not even aware of. Let's turn it over to the chat. All right, Afia, I am so excited to have you. I was telling our listeners like how. Hard it was (laughs) to finally get this interview happening. So I feel like it's like full circle moment. We have meet, we have finally met, and here we go. It's gonna, it's gonna be awesome. So welcome to the show, first and foremost.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Me too. I'm so excited to have you. So I gave them a really brief intro of who you are, but I want them to really understand how you got into all of this work. This is the stuff that I love. It's so powerful, life-changing and not enough people know about it and know how powerful it is and know how life-changing it is when you dig into this inner work. So tell us a little bit more about your path to here and kind of what got you into all of this work.
1: I feel like now looking back that there were like multiple entryway points that like led me to where I am now. But at the time um, as a teenager, I was Moving through life, and I felt like I was following the things that I thought I was supposed to be doing. And you know, you have this whole path laid out for you. And I I even remember at the point where um, we're 16, 17, we're thinking about what unis we want to apply for. And the deputy head teacher of our high school is like, Okay, well, you either get into uni and get a good job, or you just marry someone good. And he was like half joking, but at the same time, he wasn't. So we're all like, There's so much pressure on us. (laughs) And so I'm going through the path that I'm supposed to be going through and at some point I just realized that I feel like I've been living a lot of my life based on these things that I thought I was supposed to do based rather than what I actually want for myself and that was a huge realization and also going from that point to well I don't have to do this what if I just ask myself what I actually want to do or I began to explore those things I think a big thing that may hold a lot of people back is like okay, well, I know I don't want to do this, but I also don't know what else I want to do. And that becomes enough of a reason not to follow that other thread, but actually you don't need to have every single, you know, you don't need to have a five-year plan worked out to leave something that is no longer serving you. You just need to know this is no longer serving me. And I'm going to do the next best thing and see where that leads me, because that is generally how our life goes. There are very few people that have everything figured out end to end. And even if they do, it changes so much along the way. And, that was definitely the case for me.
0: I love it. So what brought you like your mindset and manifestation coach? How did you like really dig into that kind of niche?
1: So I had uh, kind of rediscovered personal development myself when I was Uh, in my second degree I was in my master's and I joined a network marketing company at that time and one of my mentors had bought me my first ever personal development book which was feel the fear and do it anyway by Suzanne Jeffers and I was like this is amazing I'm (laughs) unstoppable because I also I had um quite severe anxiety
0: Mm. um
1: and I also experienced depression not constantly but it was something that I experienced so seeing that oh like I can have some control over my situation was very empowering for me and also uh, as a child I'd grown up Buddhist so a lot of the concepts I was learning about didn't really feel that far away from Buddhism and didn't feel like something completely new that I was learning but like a different approach to looking at something from a more spiritual lens and so I'm going through these things and I watched The Secret for the first time. I'm like, this is it. I kept my friends. I'm like, we're having a vision board party. We're changing our lives. <laughs> Only one came, but that's fine. <laughs> um, and that was, a, you know, I was going through a really challenging period of my life and it felt like hope for me and more than just like hope, but like a plan, a plan without a plan, just like yeah. looking, looking at yourself from a new perspective and thinking that you actually have power in your situation. It, it really is life changing, even if you don't know where that's going to lead you. my own journey and the role that mentors and advisors have played in my life really led me to wanting to help other people. And I think especially for women that even if we we believe like deep down somewhere, oh, I have the power to change my situation or I have a power to live an extraordinary life, then actually doing something with that and trusting yourself enough to follow it is something that doesn't come easily for most people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. And I want to what have you found when it comes to that? Like when someone's like, okay, well I want to change. I want to be more successful. I want these things for my family. I want these things for my life. Why am I not doing the things I know it's going to take? What is usually like the underlying thing that's going on?
1: I think it's, one of the major things is trusting intuition Mm. and everything that we're taught to do goes against like trusting that inner voice it's like what is the strategic ways that you're going to do this like what's the societal things I need to keep up with and listening to our inner voice can be challenging because number one we don't know what it sounds like and number two we're like okay but no one else is doing this like yeah you know there's not there's no proof as it is that this works whereas other things like oh I know if I do this this and this this is going to be the outcome and some of the things that your intuition is telling you to do are crazy so for me my manifestation and mindset coaching was not my first business my first business was actually a digital marketing agency and I knew I wanted to start my own business but I didn't know what I wanted to start it in so I hired a coach and we looked through all my skills and I have two degrees in media and marketing. All the jobs I had in the past were in media and marketing. It seems like a very clear path to do digital marketing, even though at the time I left uni, I'm like, I am never going back to this ever. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Maybe it'll be different having my own business and not having people tell me what to do. And then maybe like six months into it, I realized like I'm just not passionate about it at all. And intuitively, like, the voice inside is like this is not for you this is not for you but i'm like i've said i'm going to do this so i have to do this um and it wasn't till maybe a year after that point actually when i was um i'd hired another coach a spiritual coach and every week we'd kind of talk about intentions i wanted to set and i'd be checking in with her and number one i would just be so burnt out and exhausted but i would be incredibly frustrated because i was setting all of these goals and targets and i was never managing to hit them and i remember there was one there's one specific call we had and we're going through things and I'm just frustrated again that I haven't hit the targets I want to hit and then she's like If do you actually want to do this and I was like nope <laughs> it was just like straight up. I was like you know no one had really other than myself had asked me that question and I felt yeah. like I was just like in a such a safe space to express how I was truly feeling and so she was like okay so here's what we're gonna do for the next month I just want you to take some time off have fun I was like scheduling fun <laughs> uh and she's like just just don't do anything in your business. And then like, you know, if you immediately feel a call to go back to things, great, follow that. And if you don't, that's fine. And I just never went back after that month. That was it. Line in the sand.
0: That's so powerful. Oh my gosh. I don't think many people would be brave enough to do that. Like to just draw the line in the sand. And like, how long did it take for you to figure out what was next for you?
1: Um, it took a few months. And the thing is, at the same time as I was doing my digital marketing business, I was also travel blogging. And Mm. this is so this is all happening at the beginning of 2020. I have also just released um, my solo travel ebook, Girl Solo, Modern Guide to Traveling Alone. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to spend some time focusing on the travel stuff. I released my travel book end of February and then two weeks later we're going to lockdown. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Universe why? So I am continuing to talk about travel stuff for a while but obviously it gets kind of um, demoralizing doing it when no one's going anywhere and you don't know how long it's going to be and so at the same time as I'm talking about travel I did have a travel blogger group which is called High Vibe Blogger Tribe which is like mindset for bloggers and then like how we've manifested all these free trips, how I'm going on press trips, it's like Uh, not that many followers and all these things and I'm sharing the mindset shifts and then I'm like okay well what if I'm just not talking about travel for the moment I'm just focusing like more on the mindset shifts more on the manifestation and I think when you show up online you're very much told to like pick your niche stick to your niche and so I was like travel travel is the only thing I can talk about because that has to be my niche and Mm -hmm. even though travel was not like the biggest piece of my life that was the part I had chosen to stick to whereas the mindset the personal development manifestation I didn't necessarily know that people were interested in in hearing more that, about that. Like it was so ingrained into my life. I didn't think like, oh, people are also looking to know more about this outside yeah. of that context. So I did just start, I started talking more about it. I started doing more live videos in my Facebook group. People are responding to it well. And I'm like, maybe I should coach people on this and awesome. progress from there.
0: So cool. I love hearing stories because it's so cool to see how everything is so interweaved. Like you were in that group for a reason, you were focusing on travel for a reason, even though we went into lockdown, like everything was a piece of the puzzle and you couldn't have known that all of those things were going to come in your path. You were just taking one step at a time and it was kind of unfolding before you and you were following those intuition. I think that's so powerful. Um, When you talk about manifestation for someone who Maybe that's not something they're super familiar with or something that they practice in their life or what at the core is manifestation? Like, how would you explain it?
1: To me, the way that I describe manifestation to other people is it's the process of making something real, right? So we all have dreams and wishes and things that we would like for one day to happen or wouldn't it be cool if manifestation is following that thread from, ooh, one day I would like to, to, The processes, the actions, the spiritual work, belief work to that being part of your reality. And so, for some people who maybe the spiritual language doesn't feel super fitting, you can think about times in the past where you had a goal and you achieved the goal. But what were all the things that went into it? It wasn't just from a strategic point of view, but it was, oh, I believe this could be possible for me, or doing that inner work, even if you don't necessarily see yourself as that spiritual a person. We, we are all inherently spiritual beings, no matter what that looks like for you, whether that's a connection to God, a connection to yourself or a connection to the universe.
0: I love that. What would you say to someone who is like, okay, I like the idea of that, but you talked about believing in yourself and like, that's the thing I struggle with. Like what would, how would you help someone start there?
1: I think we need to... Release the misconception that you either believe in yourself or you don't believe in yourself. I think I it exists that. on a spectrum, and we can do things to move ourselves up the spectrum. And so for me, I believe that there are several stages of belief, from going to like yeah just absolutely not possible to I'm unstoppable. And some of those phases in between might be look, like look like oh, well it's possible for other people, and maybe right now you're in that stage of like oh yeah, it's not possible for me not it's not possible for me but it's possible for other people and you're seeing that as a sign that well it could never work for you but you have something in your brain saying that part of it is possible so you, now mm-hmm. we can just build on that right that's still a step up from not possible for anyone in existence of the world ever right we need to combine yeah. elements of possibility and probability and for me i am someone who definitely now I have a strong sense of like self-belief but it it wasn't always that way for me and in order to get myself to a place where I did believe in myself fully I also had to let myself kind of Go to the brink. Like you have to be comfortable with taking risks that prove like mm. even when I don't do what I thought I was going to do, like I still come out winning, like I'm still going to be okay. And that was really, really hard for me to learn. And some days it's something I'm still like reminding myself of. It's not like you ever get to a completion point where you're like, I'm perfect. I don't need any, I don't need any more work. I don't need it's any more right. personal development. I'm fine. I'm done. I know everything. And one of the things that taught me a major lesson in belief was actually entering competitions. So in 2020. I had this friend and we had previously met and she told me how she won lots of competitions for events and she was always going to events and winning all of these things and I just found it really fascinating I was like oh yeah she's just someone who wins competitions like she's one of those few lucky people <laughs> and when we were in lockdown this is second lockdown so I had a lot of time on my hands and I'm like okay I need to my Sims 3 addiction needs something else to replace <laughs> it and and um, I was previously I was when I'd see competitions pop up on Instagram, you know, you tag someone and I would just say, like, send it to her, I'd DM her. I'm like, oh, look, here's another one of those competitions that you enter has come up. And I wouldn't even think about entering it myself. And then in lockdown, I'm like, OK, like, tell me, what's the deal? How, how are you doing this? How are you winning all these things? And decide to commit to it. A week later, we win a competition together and we won a crate of coconut water. I'll never forget. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) And then at that point, like it was like something switched. I was like, okay, it's not just like a few lucky people win competitions. I win competitions. I was like, well, if I could win... One competition what if it wasn't just one but what if I won one every single week so for six months I won a competition every single week and won like nine thousand dollars worth of prizes holiday money teeth whitening things that I wanted like I'd have on my vision board and I'm just like oh I'm sure I'll win a competition for that and I was so certain and even if it was like it's 10 p.m on a Sunday competition entries not been announced I'm like oh they're just late in announcing it because I win competitions that's just how it is
0: that is so cool (laughs) okay I want to I want to dig into that for a sec so what like what was the switch like what was it just simply believing that like talk to me about that
1: yeah I just felt like it was like it seemed before like it was just so unrealistic whereas I just felt like after that one well you know one isn't that different from two two isn't that different from three like it could be possible to to do this and it felt like really playful for me to like play with that idea and to just like see what could happen like I was really open to possibilities and I, I wasn't like that. it wasn't really like I have to win a competition every mm-hmm. week and if I don't I've let myself down and I'm not sticking to the thing that I said I'm just like I just had an expectation like things are of course things are going to work out for me that way and when you can begin to have an expectation of like yeah good things happen to me or yeah this is some, and for me like I know speaking about it now it sounds like this comes like really easily to me but um, I was actually orphaned at fourteen, and growing up, that was really challenging because I felt bad things are gonna happen. After my mom passed away, six months later, my grand passed away. and a year after that, my friend at school passed away. So I was like, bad oh, things goodness. happen. Like yeah. people are gonna leave. You can't trust that anything is is gonna stay, you know, it's gonna stay. And unlearning that was, a real process. Like it didn't feel like something that would ever happen to me. And I always felt like I was kind of in that like survival instinct rather than thriving. And it wasn't until I kind of reached breaking point in my early twenties where I did realize I was just like surviving. And I was just trying to have what everyone else had rather than thinking about what I wanted for myself. I was like, I don't just want to survive anymore. I really want the chance to, to truly, truly live. And I feel like that's what I'm doing now. And it feels like So, so incredible to be at this place. I just want as many people to experience that in their own form as possible.
0: I love that so much. How did you go? You talked about how that was how you're like, oh, this is just what happens. Bad things happen. What type of work did it take for you to kind of rewire that belief that bad things happen to you? So
1: firstly, therapy. <laughs> and to be honest, like therapy is something that I think is is very powerful, but mm. my experiences with it haven't always been that great. I think something that not a lot of people communicate about therapy is it's like, it's a relationship just like anything else. And if yeah. you, you don't get along with your therapist, you know, you're going to sh- share some of the, the darkest things, the heaviest things in your heart. You really need to have a deep relationship of trust with this person. And a lot of, I had two or three therapists. One was a really good experience, but it um, it wasn't like CBT, it was just talk therapy. So I could share what was on my heart but she, she couldn't say anything in response. She wasn't allowed to pr- provide advice. It was just like, okay, mm. that sounds hard. Um, so it was great to get things off my chest, but I also needed like practical solutions to be able to move f- forward. Yeah. Um, another therapist I had was just after my mom had passed away in the school who arranged for therapy. And that felt challenging for me because before I went to her and explained any of my life situation, she already knew things without me choosing to share them so Mm. you know that didn't feel great also I lived in a really small town where everyone knew everyone I was like this doesn't feel like a safe environment for me and then my last therapist was when I was 21 and I had been going through a really hard time at uni I'd stopped going to university stopped seeing my friends I had been quite anxious and depressed for a long time and because Scotland we have a national health service we have free healthcare, which is incredible but a downside of that is like a lot of things are are pushed to the limits of resources. So when I had been going the year before, I'm like, I really think I need to see someone like, okay, we can get you in in like a year, a year and a half. Oh I'm goodness. like, no, that's that's too long. Yeah. So eventually I had managed to, to get a referral and I was really excited I'm like yes this is what I've been waiting for and it was such a huge disappointment that we didn't see eye to eye I didn't feel mm-hmm. respected by her I didn't feel like she valued my opinions so I didn't continue that for more than I think six weeks but it was like a catalyst I needed to begin seeing some things differently she had recommended this book which was overcome overcoming low self-esteem by Melanie Fennell and I went home and I bought it straight away and just I you know you know you're your brain does operate differently when you're so in the depths of depression or anxiety that I didn't even realize that the ways that I was thinking were like that bad, like the ways that I was speaking to myself were that harmful and hurtful. And then reading this book, I'm like, oh, okay. Like not everyone is talking to themselves like this. Not everyone feels this way about themselves. And I haven't always felt this way about myself either.
0: Taking a quick time out to fill you in on my first free masterclass for entrepreneurs what if you really believed that everything that you wanted to build with your business was possible for you what if it could be easier what if it could be more joyful what if you actually enjoyed the process every single day as you showed up to do the work do you think you could be consistent i think you could so many entrepreneurs are relying on motivation they're relying on getting through it they're relying on the grind they're relying on the hustle And then they get burnt out, they get overwhelmed, they get stuck, they lose the joy, and they wonder why they can't keep showing up to build their dreams, to hit their goals. And as I look back over the years on how I've built my business and how we've reached over seven figures annually, there's some things that I've just done differently. And I want to teach you that. So in this masterclass, we're going to uncover some core beliefs that we can help you rewrite in order to move you through those things to a more empowered state. And I'm going to reveal to you my seven essentials that I believe every successful entrepreneur is building their business around in some capacity. So this is going to help you really, really, really identify any gaps that you have, learn how to course correct and help you move through this state of overwhelm, frustration, lack of movement, lack of joy, wherever you are, we're going to move through that and into alignment into flow, into excitement, into fulfillment, into joy. Because I can promise you that is easy to show up for. So, so get access here at micafolsomfit.com slash seven essentials, number seven essentials. And that'll take you to get registered for the masterclass. And I can't wait for you to dig into this. Okay, back to the show.
1: So therapy was hugely impactful in some ways. And even though that experience wasn't what I want it to be, it led me down my own journey of self-discovery and yeah, leaning into books, meditation has been huge for me in helping me hear my own voice, helping me calm the anxious thoughts and just really connect with myself on a deeper level. So I think a lot of it comes down to the relationship you have with yourself. And no matter where you're at at the moment, that relationship can always be better. It can always be kinder. It can always be more open and more loving and receiving.
0: I absolutely agree with you. I love hearing like your path and all of it and how it all played a role. That's so neat to hear how... While the therapy wasn't exactly what you were either expecting or hoping to get out of it, it was one more guiding tool to lead you exactly where you needed to be. And I think, I think a lot of this also comes down to how, like your perspective and like how you view things now versus maybe you were like really mad (laughs) that it wasn't what it was at the time, but now hindsight, you can see exactly how it played its role. And it led you to where you needed to be, which I think is is a place that a lot of individuals don't really get in life. They don't get to see how life has always been happening for you. The good and the bad and the hard and the amazing, all of it is there for you to either teach you, to help you, to help guide you, to help you grow, to help you thrive. Like it's always there for a purpose. And I think that's really, really, really important that we understand, um, to someone who is listening and is like, okay, well, I like the idea of manifestation, How in the world do I start practicing this? Or how do I implement this in my life? Or where do I turn? Like, how do I learn more about this? What would you say to that listener?
1: First of all, I would say, Go you. This is a very exciting (laughs) time. And I think that you can go one of two ways. You can either be really excited about this prospect, or you can be really overwhelmed, or maybe there's a combination of both. And you know, you are never going to know every single thing. So don't feel like, oh, I need to learn this and I need to learn this and I need to know this because it's just going to be like too much. So I would pick things that sound kind of interesting to you. So maybe you've heard something on this interview and you're like, oh, that sounds interesting, building my belief. I'm going to look how I can do more of that. Or perspective shifting, maybe I'm going to do more of that. And you dive into like one or two things at a time from one or two teachers, you don't overwhelm yourself and you give yourself little things to go on. Because for example, something that people often come to me with is like, oh, I don't really think meditation is for me. Like I just can't sit there for half an hour. It's just too long. And I was someone who grew up Buddhist and meditation something I hated. I hate it so much. Like whenever my mom was like, we're going to the temple as I know why. Um, Because I just like, I just can't not think. How am I supposed to not think for an hour? That's just too much. And my perspective of meditation was completely different from what meditation actually is. Meditation is not devoid of thought at all. It's just giving yourself like a pause. It's giving yourself a breather from these incredibly busy lives that we have from the day to day like it's no wonder we can't hear our intuition when we're hearing our phone we're hearing our family we're hearing whatever noise is going on outside like we don't know how to listen to ourselves anymore because all we're listening to is the noise so meditation is not about there is a perfect way to meditate and you have to do it for a set amount of time I'm like okay we'll just start with like a minute two minutes three minutes four minutes you know and build it up that way rather than thinking it's this massive mission that you need to do. So for me, revisiting meditation when I was, I think I was 23 and I was going through an anxious period in my life. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to go back to meditation again. I know when I was like uh, 10, 11, it was a really challenging thing for me. I didn't enjoy it, but I'm hearing people talk about how amazing this is for anxiety. So I'm going to meditate every day for a week. And if I don't like it, I'm just not going to continue with it. And that's that. And then for that week, I was just like, I have so many creative ideas. I feel so in touch with myself. I notice I have less anxiety. And then I just never stopped. So I use, and if you're new to meditation, I really recommend this app as well. It's called Insight Timer. And it lets you like track consecutive days. So after that one week, and I'm seeing my little seven badges, seven consecutive days, I'm (laughs) like, I can't stop now. And we're on like, uh a thousand three hundred ninety six today I think so it's just it just keeps going so that's a good way to like keep you consistent with it as well and you know you can do a minute five minutes just whatever feels comfortable for you so I feel like approaching manifestation like that like taking bite-sized pieces rather than needing to know everything and then the second thing is the process that I take all my clients through is my personal manifestation method which is the vibes method and at the point I created it, I had been consciously creating my life, manifesting for a few years with incredible results. Like I'd gone to the point where I was almost at the verge of failing uni and not because I wasn't good at it, but because I like physically couldn't bring myself to go there because like I just didn't enjoy the course that I was doing and um, stopped showing up, was so miserable, really unhappy to graduate my degree. I graduated months before everyone else because I handed in my work early because I was like, actually, you know, I want to go explore Australia. So I finished my like 17,000 word project and I got it done two months before everyone else. Mm -hmm. I was going to Australia. I was like so happy. I felt really confident in myself. Like I really truly loved myself, which I think is important to note in that I was going over to Australia to move there for a year, but I wasn't like, I'm just going to leave my old life in the dust. I knew that if I wanted to go there, I actually had to do some self work. So I wasn't just like taking the same issues that I had just to another country. Like I wanted yeah. to feel like really good about that experience. And then also at the last minute, it changed from a trip I was supposed to be doing with my friend to a trip I was doing myself three weeks before we have been planning this for six months three weeks before she's like I'm not coming anymore so if you want to go you should go by yourself I'm oh, like man. I can't how can <laughs> this, this is our whole life we've been planning this. <laughs> so dramatic <laughs> and then going alone was one of the best things that has ever happened to me in my entire life so I had been manifesting all these things into my reality and then I had created this vision board in 2018 putting more things I wanted on there I remember I would put like a certain number of Instagram followers, Pinterest followers, like all of these things that I felt like would make me look good or where I was supposed to be at for where, what age I was in my life. And I looked back on that a couple of years later and literally nothing on it had manifested, like not a single thing. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm the manifestation <laughs> queen. How is this happening? <laughs> and I realized like, oh, like I'm going back into like defaulting into like what I'm supposed to do and what I think will look good and where I'm supposed to be at instead of what I actually truly want. And I think that this is a problem that can occur for a lot of people when manifesting because people come at it from the perspective of, okay, I'm going to set the intention of what I want to manifest and then go from there. And what I believe is more important, which is the first step of the bias method is actually embodying the vibe of your higher self. And it's knowing what your values and your vision are like, what is important to you at your core? Like, what are the things that drive you? And when you know that, then your intentions are an offshoot of that rather than randomly plucking something out of the sky, because this person on Instagram has this or, oh, all my friends back home are like starting families and bought houses. I'm out here traveling living in Australia maybe I should be like starting my family and traveling and you know instead of traveling and all these things so when you are grounded in your values and your core drive you can begin embodying that as a way of being so like I talked about before and some things being like an expectation for me the way it gets to an expectation because like this is who I am like so for me one of my biggest values is connection so I just recently got back from a trip to Europe and just was connecting with all these incredible experiences people and all these beautiful experiences coming from it I'm like well of course I'm gonna meet this random person and they're gonna offer me to stay in their villa for free because I connect with people that's one of my biggest values That's that's just the kind of person that I am and so when you're grounded in those values it's easier for that expectation to come from there because when something is just like oh that's that's just what I have okay but there's another level to it when that's that's just who I am Mm. and everything stems from that and when you think about the things that you're saying to yourself now and that's just who I am so for me in the past like oh I'm just depressed that's just who I am I'm an anxious person that's who I am I can never you know bad things happen to me that's just who I am whereas now it's completely different so when you can look at like What currently is uh, not proceeding is following um, who I am. That's just who I am. When you, when you hear that sentence, like what things, what things do you think come under that? Are those really the things that you want to come under that umbrella? And if not, like, what do you actually want to be saying and feeling about yourself and then begin living that way and then set intentions from that place. And that's where the magic begins to happen.
0: I love that so much. Um, I love, because I find that lots of people want to have the thing before they want to be the person that has the thing but it's backwards. We need to be that we need to live our values. We need to know what we value, what we really care about. And then you can act accordingly and like create the life on purpose. I think that's so cool to think about it that way. And, and, and most times we do it backwards. So it's just like that, like we can literally choose, no, I value this. So I'm going to be this way. I'm going to live this way. I'm going to act this way. I'm going to think this way. And then the results will come from there. I think that's so, so just powerful to think about. Um, what about one more question? What about the listener that is like, okay, but how do you even allow yourself to want more for your life? Like I, maybe they've been boxed in for so long, or they have such strong preconditioned beliefs of who they are or don't feel worthy or whatever the case may be they don't dream anymore. They don't think bigger. They don't think anything other than like what life is and what they think it's going to be forever. What would you say to that listener?
1: Hmm. You can definitely relate to that. And I definitely used to believe that worthiness and deservingness was linked to achieving especially Mm -hmm. with my mom passing away at a young age the way that I got validation was from getting good grades so like my teachers would comment on it if I got good grades and like I wouldn't really get much response if I got bad grades and not really the responses I want so I was like I associated that you know like um Pavlov's dogs when you hear the bell you get the food so I'm like when I get good grades I get attention Mm -hmm. so I went through my life like massively overachieving to a point where I put so much strain on myself And I realized that, you know, we are all inherently worthy and deserving, not because of anything we've done, but because we exist. And when you can stop associating that with you needing to succeed or you needing to be a certain way, then you realize like everything on top is just a bonus. Everything on top is just a plus, like nothing can take away from who you are already. And it becomes less about learning how to be worthy or learning how to be deserving and finding ways that you can recognize how you already are and I think that comes back to you know again that comes back to the relationship you have with yourself how you're speaking to yourself on a daily basis like those small shifts make make so much impact and I always find it funny when (laughs) I hear people say affirmations don't work because I'm like okay let's picture the situation you you have a partner you wake up to them every morning turn around you wake up and they're like yeah, you look like crap today. Just thought I'd tell you rubbish, disgusting. You make me sick. Enjoy your day. Like, how would that make you feel? That would make you feel horrific.
0: Totally. Change to
1: like, you wake up next to someone. They're like, you look beautiful. You're incredible. I hope you have the most amazing day. Go out there, kill it right? And imagine someone saying one of those things to you every day for 30 days and how that's going to impact the way you feel, your mood, everything. So affirmations are exactly the same and almost with more impact because you're spending more time with yourself than any other person. So the way that you speak to yourself is so, so important and you can shift that. You can make small shifts. You can you can notice things that you're saying to yourself on a daily basis. Like if a negative thought about yourself comes up, maybe you can keep track of that. You can write that down and look over the end of the day and be like, wow, I, I am really beating myself up over things. Or maybe you can, something I do is I set reminders in my phone. So I have affirmations that go off throughout the day. Some of them are inspiring words. Another one I have is just um, remember to breathe. Cause sometimes I'll be like holding my breath and really tense. So <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, I need to just like release that. And even before that, um, they go off because I've had these like maybe for a year, two years. So even when it gets to that time, I'm so used to it going off that before it even goes off, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm worthy and deserving of love and respect. Like I know 2 p.m. comes. That's why I say to myself. So really shifting the way that you talk to yourself and maybe initially you're like, oh, well, I'm saying this and I don't really feel this, but you will get to a point where you feel it and you can tap into that feeling now, even if you don't associate it with that those words. So let's say, for example, In your affirmations, you said something about feeling loved and you're saying that and you're like, oh, I'm deeply loved and respected and you don't feel like that's true. Can you think of any instance in the past however many years of your life where you did feel really loved and respected and go into that memory, see everything you saw, hear everything you heard, feel everything you felt and just really go back to that time And it shifts because you can feel that, you know, we all, well, we hopefully have a memory that we can go back to in the past of feeling the way we want to feel at some point in your life. And so what you can do is you can borrow all of the emotion and the feeling from something that's already happened and apply it to that future affirmation of saying, well, actually it is possible because it's happened in my past because, you know, if you're someone who is like me and you have a quite an analytical brain, you like love all the steps, the strategies, the things, you're like a, a person who loves that kind of like planning um kind of shifting into a more spiritual lens can can feel challenging when you're like but I need to know the structural Mm -hmm. reason behind this well you can be collecting evidence is something I recommend for my clients to do whether that's looking over past evidence or just making a point of it into the day-to-day like what were three amazing things that happened today like how do I want to feel today how do I want to make other people feel today and something funny for me is I just love telling people like how amazing they look like if I go out in the street and someone's wearing a nice outfit like I don't think oh this is awkward and uncomfortable to go up to a stranger like I'll stop them and grab them by the arm like you look so incredible today you look amazing you look so good and this is something that I've been doing for years and when I was traveling in Europe it happened to me so much I was that person that people were stopping I was like wait what it's all coming back to me now I'm like wait this
0: feels amazing
1: awesome. so yeah it's, it's funny how things come full circle.
0: I love it. I love this conversation so much. I feel like this is the stuff that for a lot of people, especially when they, they want the strategy, they want the steps, they want the, the proof. It can seem like a little like out there, a little woo woo, like a little, like, this is how is this even possible? But there's so much like the, the universe is like energy, like everything. And like, we have so much control over how we show up in the world. Our thoughts dictate so much of our life and literally I, I tell my kids this all the time. Like my, my 13 year old daughter is just kind of naturally more negative. Just that's how she sees the world. And so I always have to remind her like, Johnny, you're seeing the world as you are not as the world is. So let's work on how your perspective, let's work on your thoughts. Let's work on your focus. Cause it is so So, so life-changing, like you can be in the same room with 10 different people having the same thing happening and you will get 10 different stories of what that circumstance was and like how it felt, how it looked, how it, and it's like, okay, so what is the only common denominator? It's like this. And I'm like pointing to my head. You can't see me. It's what's going on within. And so this is the work that when you feel like your external circumstances are controlling the situation and you don't have any control over what it is like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Like there's so much stuff you can dig into when it comes to your mindset, your growth, your beliefs, your values, like all of those things have such, oh my gosh, just such a huge impact on your life and ultimately on the world. So I love this conversation. I w- I like have a million questions I could ask you and we can chat more. Um, maybe we'll have to do like a part two, but <laughs> where can, where can our listeners find you? Where can they connect with you? Um, all of the fun stuff.
1: So I have a podcast, the manifest edit podcast, which you can find on all major streaming platforms. I am on Instagram, a underscore, although <clears throat> I've recently like reevaluated my relationship with social media. And I'm like, Instagram is a platform for me where I've decided to like stop posting because I feel like, oh, I need to be posting something. And I'm really intentional about that. So although I post a lot less on there, like I post more on my stories and I have more individual conversations, which is what matters to me more. So if yeah. you do come over to my Instagram, you're like, damn, is she even here? It's close <laughs> to here. <laughs> i'm just like behind the scenes like enjoying my life more so that's good, why for, you. I good for you so yeah if you, if you if you've enjoyed this episode love this episode make sure to dm me because i always love to chat to people Um, and then I have also a free masterclass on the power of subconscious manifestation which explores a lot of the things that we've talked about today and how you know so much of manifestation is is subconscious and like you said with the thoughts and perspectives like we think these are just like small insignificant things like oh you know it's just like a couple of negative thoughts but actually this is like shifting your your whole worldview Um, and so I have a short masterclass on that, which you can head to afeasdolta.com forward slash freebie to check that out. And yeah, it's been so fun chatting to you today. And just as you were talking about that perspective shift, it made me think of something that happened uh, in my past as well. So me and my sister used to spend a lot of time together when we lived in Scotland. And there's this one occasion where, We all went to a music festival and we've been looking forward to this because half of it was on a beach, half of it was in the forest. It was just the most magical location. And then we get there and the forecast for the entire weekend is torrential rain. So we're putting up our tents in the rain. It's raining. It's horrible. Me and uh, one of our friends is in one tent and my sister and her friends in another tent. Me and my friend are in our tent like this is the worst. We've been planning for it so long. It's raining. or out this everything ruined. And then my sister shows up and she's carrying this box of wine. She's smiling. She's like, it's amazing. We're here. It's finally happening. Woo-hoo! We're going to have the best week ever. And just like her energy just like shifted that situation from this is like such a terrible thing to us going on fairground rides in the rain, like running around like this is incredible. And I was actually in Ibiza a month ago and it starts raining at the place we're at and everyone's like, oh no, it's raining. I'm like, yes, it's raining. This makes it even more amazing. This is incredible. This is awesome. So happy to be here. And it's just funny that like, you know, that shift in perspective can can impact you for years to come.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a similar experience like that when we were, I was with a few of my coaches in Hawaii and we were on an elite trip and it was so fun. And one of the days it was a torrential downpour. And of course, our initial was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? This is going to totally ruin that whole day. And we only have a few days here. Like, what the heck? And then immediately after, we're in a convertible, (laughs) in a convertible. In the middle of the road to Hana. So it was like, you could not pull over (laughs) and it was a torrential downpour while we were, while we had the top down, it was one of the most epic core memories. Like we still talk about it. I don't remember most of that trip, but that I remember. And we were laughing so hard and it was so much fun. And it was like, it was such, it was just that shift and like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. But we're going to make the most of it. And this is epic. And it was, it's just interesting. Like you really do have that power to see it through the lens that you choose to. And it's an intentional choice and we have to show up and practice that. And it takes, it takes practice and it takes intention and you have to be mindful of it and aware. And then it just becomes how you operate, how you think, how you show up in the world, how you do life. And if you're one of those people who on the outside, you like see people and you're like, how are they so happy? How are they? So this, how are they? I can guarantee you, they just think differently than a lot of people. And you have the power to do that too. And it's completely free, like completely free to learn how to do this, to, to be mindful of it and to be aware. So if anything else, just become aware of the thoughts that are going in your head, become of the, become aware of the way that you're talking to yourself, the way that you are, thinking absolutely dictates how you feel absolutely dictates how you act absolutely dictates the life that you're creating. So just get really, really in tune with all of those things because that's where the magic in life really happens. So if thank you so much for being on and you guys make sure you tag us. If you share anything on social with nuggets and takeaways that you loved tag us, we love to hear what resonated with you and make sure you share it with your friends. Okay, we'll see you back here in another week. Bye, you guys. Wrapping up another episode, and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your crowd
1: Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check.